Welcome, my name is Sue and welcome to the Learn With Sue Walk and Talk podcast. And this is a place where we're going to walk and talk about the science of emotions, positive psychology and neuroscience to help us be the best we can be. And this is where Tanya and I are going to be reconnecting and chatting about all the things we've been up to, we've been thinking about. And Tanya, it's great to have you back because it's been a while since we've had one of our nice waffly chats. Hi Sue, yes, it is lovely to be back and it has been, it's been quite a few weeks actually, possibly before Christmas, um, but yes, it's good to be back anyway, so lots to catch up on. So what have you been up to and what have you been reflecting on over the last sort of few weeks um, and perhaps we can talk about how it's linked to some of the research and the science? Yeah, thanks. And it's really interesting because again, I guess, um, and this is an assumption of course, that some people have done this or most people have done this. But again, over um, Christmas and New Year, and this isn't about New Year's resolutions, I should add, because um, we can put so much pressure on ourselves, I think, and we read about that, actually, we put so much pressure on ourselves. Or New Year's resolution, 1st of January, let's make these habits, let's lose weight, whatever it, whatever it might be, let's stop drinking alcohol, eating chocolate, what have you. But I think for me personally, um, well, not I think, for me personally, um, I actually caught COVID, as you're aware, so just before Christmas, and I nearly didn't get the opportunity to go up and see my family for Christmas. However, I did, which was really wonderful. And I actually, um, it made me stop and think, um, really truly appreciating family, but also appreciating connection with others in person, um, which we've all been missing over the last two plus years and what have you. Um, some haven't so much and some have, but I think, uh, what was interesting for me is I've been quite okay because um, I work from home, et cetera, anyway. Uh, but it was really lovely. And whether it was then obviously the time of year or because I've been ill, um, just having that connection with people and being looked after, quite frankly, which was very luxurious for me. Um, but then having that time to really think about what's important and having that break, um, and I'm saying in inverted commas, from work. Um, and I love what we do. So it's not... Um, it's the best job I've ever had, let's say this. So it's sort of, it's a, it's a different um, concept to previous roles, shall we say. Um, but it was more around, okay, how do I want to, sounds really big now, live my life going forward, not just necessarily for 2022, but how, how do I see my life or my next chapter um, kind of panning out? So this is kind of what I was reflecting on. I know when we last spoke, which just seemed like months ago in connection when we were on the podcast, and I mentioned, um, or we were talking about my to-do list. Um, and I remember kind of being a little bit stuck about actually, what have I been doing? And it's kind of that fell by the wayside and I was probably doing it, you know, a year ago and what have you. So what I did decide is I'm going to reignite my to-do list. Ooh, very um, good. Yeah, and I'm really, really pleased because I've, Apart from one of the things on it, I've not stuck to it. Um, but what kind of came to me was I've actually bought some juggling balls. <laughs> um, and I was thinking about this before in terms of I want to just use my brain in a different way. And again, things that we teach about, you know, doing an hour, an hour and a half of work. Again, my dope will be low. So let's now refuel with a brain friendly habit, which we've spoken about before. But then I must admit, when I got COVID, um, and I was actually experiencing brain frog, which brain frog, brain <laughs> which kind of startled me to be quite honest. But the brain fog was really real, and it um, jerks me into a kind of I'm definitely getting these juggling balls because I want to fire my neurons. 
So let me just pause you there. So for the people who are listening to this and don't know the relevance of juggling balls, would you like to share why you've bought juggling balls? Um, Well, the reason being is, and I don't know which part of my brain actually I'll be using, I hope you'll probably will do, but it was to, the purpose behind it is to keep my brain healthy with the coordination. So not necessarily, well, I guess it will be with my hands, but basically the coordination I want to be firing those other neurons that they're not used to firing basically um that was my um driver should we say so with the brain fog that was a really okay I need to get my brain back in gear and let's fire <laughs> away so I wanted to see I wanted I could visualize all these little neurons sparking off each other and that's what I wanted so that's where the juggling yeah, so there's lots of research around what uh, what sort of um, helps the brain. And it's funny because there were lots of brain apps that came out. And um, over the years, any research been done on it has generally found that brain apps um, do help make your brain better at playing the games on the brain apps, um, but not necessarily with other things. But yeah, you're absolutely right to your point. Juggling uh, does some really cool things because you've got to trigger the motor cortex of the brain from a physical perspective. You've got to trigger both hemispheres of the brain because you're using both hands and you've got to tra- trigger your prefrontal cortex because you've got to focus and concentrate. So it has almost a, a mindfulness element. Uh, you can't think about other things while you're juggling unless of course you're such an expert you can sort of you know do maths problems while you're juggling for most of us when we're learning to juggle you've got to concentrate so there's a focus and you know what it's like if you're learning to do this as soon as you lose focus the balls are dropping all over the place Um, so there's lots of benefits to the juggling so I'm glad you took that up but now go back to your to-do list what other things did you uh, or why else did you decide to reignite it um, well, I've been thinking about, and I have done for, for a long, 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 long time, um, thinking about learning another language. So again, as you know, I was kind of looking at French and what have you, and I kept going back to it, and I, and I love French. Um, and then I was thinking about Italian, because you started learning Italian, and then that kind of has gone by the wayside. And actually, when I was up at my family's, my brother started using Duolingo, and he was learning Spanish. And I said, oh, why? just out of curiosity how when did you start using Duolingo and he said well actually it's to help their son um because the son's using and uh, learning Spanish and he said so whilst I'm sitting in the car um waiting for him to pick him up from football or whatever he's doing I'll then go on this because he said it only takes like five minutes you can keep going for 10 minutes and I was like that's amazing and he's like well it's not that amazing and I was like but it is because I'm gonna pinch that for my to-do list <laughs> <laughs> a five or ten minute Again, circuit breaker, but again, a brain friendly habit again to use to fire the neurons. So I have been doing that and I'm on my 30 day, I think it is, streak of doing it every day. Yeah. And you're learning Spanish with your brother, or you've gone back to French, or you've gone to Italian? No, I'm with the Spanish for now. And then what's really kind of, well, even like the what I think is really cool, um, obviously with our new team member, Sylvia. Um, she's based in Spain and speaks Spanish. So I said, oh, I can learn Spanish with you. And then Lucy, one of our other associate consultants, when we caught up as a team last week or the week before, she's also learning Spanish on Duolingo. So anyway, so that's really cool. Uh, so that is my second um, thing on my to-do list, which I have, maybe it, maybe it potentially now needs to come off my to-do list. Now it has become a habit, I'm thinking. 
Ah, well, that's the key thing up to you is once it's in, been embedded, maybe you don't need it on there and maybe you put something else to stretch yourself. If you think you need to keep it a little bit longer, then keep it on there. But I think that's amazing. It means we can't have conversations, although Spanish and Italian has some overlap. Um, yeah. But I love that because you can, yeah, speak to Sylvia and you can learn it. I'm hoping that um, we have this uh, lovely, lovely new lady who comes and cleans our house. She's just gorgeous. And um, she's Italian, Valentina. She's arriving in the morning and I'm going to be practicing my Italian on her. So, um, so I think we both have the opportunity to practice. But you have done remarkably well, I think, with your Italian. You're very good. Like you're, you're, you're just, just so committed and determined, Sue. Well, um, thank you. Thank you. But I still find I am able to read it now reasonably okay. And I can even write my journal in it. And still, when it comes to words coming out of my mouth, they're not coming as yet. However, we know that's all part of building neural pathways and building connections. And sometimes they take a little bit of time. <laughs> absolutely. And it's funny you mentioned about that and your writing in your um, journal in Italian, I'm not doing that in Spanish, but that is another thing that is on my to-do list because again, I used to do, um, have a gratitude journal um, and I would write in that every night before going to bed. Um, and that kind of slipped by the wayside as well. Um, so I have reignited that. So again, I'm on a, I'm doing that every, since the 1st of January, or might have even started it before actually, because I didn't want to make it a new year's resolution. Um, but I'm really, I'm really enjoying that. And I've made it, I think what was happening before is I kind of started to become a bit of a diary. And of course we can use it for whatever we like. This time I'm being really specific around what I'm grateful for and about actually then ensuring or certainly planning again to create those new neural pathways of then daily to be noticing things. And again, even like you say with the juggling, I think this is what it's about. And again, I'm going to refer back to Helen Langer. It's about being intentional, being mindful, um, enjoying that meal, enjoying that cup of tea, enjoying the juggling, just being really focused, which I really, really enjoy. I re Whatever it is, I get a great um, sense of enjoyment out of that. So one of the things that um, I was doing, and I talked about this, I've talked about it a few times recently, is so my to-do list used to have about 12 things on and I'd aim to tick off five a day. I did a 10 things for 10 days. I think I kicked off somewhere around the 2nd or 3rd of January. Uh, 10 things for 10 days. So there's 12 things on the list. My goal was to do 10 of those things for 10 days. So it was a, definitely a little bit more of a stretch. What was really interesting, and I, I mentioned this in a previous session or something I was talking to somebody about yesterday or the day before, was um, without knowing it or without sort of recognising it, uh, initially some things that weren't on my list yet are good for my well-being also started to be done. So I didn't put do 10 minutes on my Shakti mat. And yet every day of those 10 days, I did 10 minutes on my Shakti mat. I didn't put have a cold shower. And yet every one of those 10 days, I had a cold shower. So what was interesting, and this links to the piece of research that came out of Australia quite a few years ago, that um, where they divided people into group, three groups, one who had to measure their um, calorie intake, one who had to measure their exercise minutes, and one who had to measure their money for a period of, I think it was, I don't know, months or something like that. And they found what was interesting at the end of that, no matter which group you're in, you improved in all three. So if you're in the exercise group, you actually ate less and 
saved money. If you're in the money group, you exercised more and you ate less. And if you're in the food or calorie group, you exercised more and spent less. So it was really interesting. And it played out for me that really focusing for 10 days. And I, I, this is how sad I am, Tony. I made little, little cards. So I created little check boxes. I printed them out and I went to the garage and I cut them with my little Stanley knife and I cut them into tiny little cards, which I then put in my journal. And each night I put the, the date on and I ticked off. And I got so excited on some days where I got 11 or 12. <laughs> And I loved it so much, actually, that even when my 10 days was over, I created some more little cards and I'm doing it again. But that is fantastic. And it's not sad at all. And again, this is the thing where I, for me, I have created a list like that and I'll tick off. I can have I done this because for me personally, I need a visual and it is that um, reward of um well, ticking it off and that, you know, when you say even with your to do or a to do list with things you've got to do at work, actually, my preference is I'll either use um, Asana, and Asana aren't sponsoring this podcast, um, or I'll actually write things down so I can cross them out. So I've done it, right? Okay, I can see progress. I can see improvement. So I think that's um, that's a great idea to then have little cards. Well, it's they sit beside my bed. So before I go to sleep, I see them there. And so I go, and of course, in my head during the day, I've already kind of done the ticking in my head because I know I've done things. Um, yet it's re really lovely at the end of the day. Do, tick, 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 tick. Oh, nine, nine, quick, quick, do 10 burpees. <laughs> so, uh, so that's kind of cool. What you've said, though, is really lovely. And again, really useful for us all to remind ourselves is, the purpose of this is to generate those positive emotions. It's not like we want our 10 things for 10 days or our to-da list items to be traumatic and difficult, etc. They're meant to be little fun things that boost our well-being. And you've already said you ended up feeling happier. You ended up enjoying it and those sorts of things. So clearly it's working. Absolutely. And to your point, it is about the little things. And we've always spoken about like the brain-friendly habits or doing something for five minutes, whether it's looking at the window, looking at your view or spending five minutes in your garden if you've got one or spending five minutes with your kitten or puppy or child or whatever it is um being intentional with making that it's about actually being in the moment um and I think as we all were towards as we're hurtling towards the Christmas break where it's just so busy but actually just taking time and again we all say this um but it's just so important um I I want to come back, though, to where you started and you said about sort of reflecting on uh, family and connection and how you want to live your life and those sorts of things. And one thing that I think is really interesting is we often have these sort of big ideas, big goals, like you say, I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to uh, be happier. or I'm going to do whatever. Um, and one thing I think is really interesting, whether you're talking about your values or your goals, the things you want to achieve in life or how you want to live, the ultimate question is, is what I'm doing right now supporting that? So if I say I want to be fit, healthy and vital every day when I go for a walk or a run or I do my squats or my burpees or my um, push ups or whatever you that behavior is supporting it every time that I drink three glasses of alcohol a night, which I haven't done for years, I have to say. Um, it's not supporting that if I say one of my uh, values is uh, fairness and then I do something that's not fair to myself or somebody else so I think it's really interesting that for me the to-da list is reminding me of the tiny little behaviors that are helping me move towards my goals um, and living my values whatever they might be so I think 
that's just a question maybe that's useful in my head of what am I doing right now and is it in line with my values or my goals? Absolutely. And I love that you brought that in because, again, this is what I was reflecting on with my values, which I'm very happy with my values, actually, and they haven't changed. And this is, again, um, for this year in particular, and this is what I will continue to do is, OK, is what I'm doing in line with my values? Is this helping? Is this supporting me? Um, yeah. Whether it's staying on emails or going for a longer run, is this supporting me or actually, you know, what or prioritising about what... Um, will support me what's important to me right now, as you say, rather than thinking ahead. It's breaking it down. It's just... Yeah. And sometimes our values, as you know, can sort of clash against each other at times. So you might have a value of health and you go, OK, well, going for a walk is in line with that. That's great. And then you might have a value of teamwork or success or challenge or whatever that you're going, well, I'm going for a walk for the next three hours. That's good for my health. And never mind all those people I'm meant to be getting back to. So it's often sometimes also checking in is um, what's the priority in our values and are we balancing between, because I know mine, I've got success in making a difference. Um, well, that's great. I can spend all of my time trying to do what I'm doing and making a difference and whatever you, and, and yet I've also got zest. Well, zest is throwing myself into life and looking after myself and doing the best I can be from a physical and mental perspective. And yet if I spent all my time doing that, I would compromise my value of making a difference because I'd just be having a lovely time being fit, healthy and, you know, awesome. Uh, so sometimes it's also about is my whether it's my goals of what I want to achieve. This is, you know, I want to write a book. I want to start my own business. I want to get accredited in something. I want to study something, whatever it is. Um, is my behavior for the goal aligned to it um, as is what I'm doing aligned to that goal and then from a values perspective how do I balance those on a day-to-day -day basis because I know mine often bump up against each other and it's like okay which one am I pulling on today so what's your thoughts it's so interesting you say that and I'm kind of I am smirking as you can see and I'm kind of almost laughing to myself because one of my um values and probably and it's been my top value for quite a while and it does sometimes slip down intentionally but is health um with health I will exercise every day whether it's I walk I'll tend to alternate a walk and a run what have you been sort of picking up more of my running um but I will exercise every day um but what's also interesting is and again this is purely what well, I say purely it's more for my brain health to be honest um as well as the cardio body is just to, to keep my brain healthy What's interesting is, and I don't really, I don't really drink alcohol, but again, because of the um, Christmas period and what have you, my alcohol intake has increased a little bit. I then might go out with friends and we'll have a drink and then we might have another one. And not, nothing too excessive, but I have then thought, well, hang on a minute, is this playing to my view of health, given the physical impact? However, I have then switched it. This is why I'm laughing, because I'm like, well, it is good for my health because of all the positive emotions I've created. <laughs> So I've kind of then let that one go. And that's okay. It's not, again, each to our own. Um, but that's how I've also seen the health that actually having a good time as well. And I do have a good time exercising, but it's a different um, positive impact on my health. And again, it always then makes me think of Barbara Fredrickson's Broad and Build Theory, which is going to say earlier to you, it's just 
the um, the ripple effect really so it what I think is lovely about that is is two things one is um, how we can justify anything if we really want to <laughs> and uh, and the second thing is when you think about uh, what you were just talking about around um, you know having a good time then I need to ask can you not have a good time without alcohol <laughs> no no this is no absolutely it is very true and you're right we can justify anything can't we <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm certainly not suggesting you should uh, give it up. There's nothing wrong with something a little now and again. Although I was learning something recently that uh, people who drink alcohol uh, every day or, you know, one glass a day on average have uh, smaller brains, not actually physically smaller, but fewer neural connections. So uh, maybe from a health perspective, we need to be a little bit cautious about how much we're drinking. It's interesting you say this, and I am conscious of time, but it's um, actually one of my friends that I caught up with this week as we were running, and um, she's given up alcohol. She's doing dry January, I think middle of January to middle of February. And and I said, and she she does like a drink, um, probably has like a glass or two every night with a um, partner and what have you. So, you know, they, they like a drink. Um, and I said, well, I'm just curious, have you noticed a difference? And she said, oh, yeah. And I said, I'd love to know what, what, because I love the difference. Great. Then hopefully. And she said, I, my running is so much better when I'm breathing. I just feel healthier. She said, the sleep was a little bit disrupted to begin with, but now actually I'm getting up earlier. And I said, possibly because I'm, well, I guess is the quality of sleep. And she said, it's really quite remarkable. And I said, I love that because as soon as you, as long as you see a change, yeah. um it's positive or negative you don't know whether you might want to continue with that and again I've had friends previously who've given up alcohol for six months and said to me I feel like a completely different I feel amazing my clarity of thought is so much you know it's just brilliant and then they've gone back to drinking and I'm like why have you done that because it makes <laughs> me feel happy. and then they've given up again so it's really interesting but anyway we digress now we're talking about alcohol that is <laughs> not on my to-do list <laughs> Well, my 10 things for 10 days, my first to die, actually my current one still has it too, is, is no alcohol. So it's the only one that's a sort of a, actually a negative on my list because I transferred all the others to um, a technology-free bedroom and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but that was the only one that I just stuck at no alcohol. And the good thing is because I had 12 things and I only needed to tick off 10, now and again, if I wanted to have a glass of wine, I could still manage to get my 10 in. What I don't want to get to is that's always the one I don't tick off. <laughs> well, I think it's brought up a few things that we should perhaps uh, talk about in another session. And um, that uh, comment that we made about how we can sort of justify everything and how certain things in our head, we can shift our perspective. Um, because I think in our next session, I'd love to bring up a couple of things that um, based on some of the research that I've been reading lately around uh, the perceived conditions for living well and a little bit around what's uh, helpful to us or been interesting to um, the researchers found that during COVID in particular, certain things that are not helpful to us. So I reckon we should carry on and talk about that in our next podcast. Amazing. I'll be really interested to hear about that, Sue. Fabulous. 
All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to uh, Tanya and I as we uh, have an interesting conversation. I hope you enjoyed listening to our reflections and I hope you found something uh, that may trigger some actions or behaviours in yourself. So for more conversations with myself and Tanya, as well as other fabulous experts, our live events, our courses, research reviews and all sorts of things, please check out learnwithsue.com.au and consider becoming a member of our global learning community. And we have some amazing guests coming up for you uh, starting next month. So uh, consider joining us for the fabulous Kim Cameron and Alona Bonnewell, uh, Taib Rashid. We have some people from almost all over the world coming up in the next six months. So thank you, everybody. Keep listening. We'll see you again next week.